0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, let's go. Welcome to this hour of
1: the program here. Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you on this uh, Monday, 974-8255. That's the number to call us or text us, 403-974-TALK. Well, I'm still to get to uh, over the course of the afternoon and some uh, news we're watching unfold here today as well. Uh, just within the last hour down at City Hall, the announcement was made of the names that are going to serve on this board, on this panel, to review whether Calgary should pursue the 2026 Winter Olympics. Ultimately, it's going to be City Council's decision. And I guess the, the province and the feds might have a say as well. This is sort of the starting point. Is there a case to be made for an Olympic bid? And and that's what this panel is going to do over the next several months. Joining us uh, for an update, do we have Aurelio? Hang on a second here, just waiting to get reporter Aurelio Perry on the line. Here he is, uh, News Talk 770. is Aurelio Perry. Good afternoon, Aurelio.
2: Hey there, Rob. How are you?
1: Doing well. So some big names on this panel, not the least of which is the chair, former police chief Rick Hansen. Give us kind of an overview of what it is they're going
2: for here. Well, basically what they're going to start working on is uh, they're going to create a master hosting plan That's going to look at uh, capital and operating costs for hosting a games and looking at the facilities you have, uh, what kind of renovations are required on them and potentially, you know, do you need some other new facilities, that type of thing. Uh, Deciding what kind of interest you might get from uh, the federal and provincial governments and then uh, taking a look at all the costs that would be associated with hosting a Games, taking a look at the big dollar amount these days, which probably didn't wasn't in the 88 ca- uh, calculations, the cost of security. Uh, that's a big event. So they're going to go off and work and present an interim report to Council and uh, Calgarians in January of next year. And then they'll have a final report uh, by July of next year.
1: Well, yeah, certainly on the issue of uh, security, Rick Hansen brings a lot to, to the table on that. But it does look as though they're they're trying to get uh, different perspectives. There are people involved in amateur sport, obviously, some, some recognizable athlete names on this list. Uh, there's Aboriginal perspective. There's industry perspective. Uh, so does it seem as though they're trying to cover all sides of this?
2: Yeah, you want to get a good mixture here. You want to get the athletes... Uh uh, that have had involvement with the Canadian Olympic Committee and also the IOC. Becky Scott has had some involvement The the cross-country skier. She's been involved with the IOC. Uh, Katrina Lemay-Done is another. Then you've got Patrick Jarvis because not only do you hold a Winter Olympics, you also now have to hold a Winter Paralympics as well. So they have a Paralympic athlete as well involved in this committee. And then you've also got some number crunchers and some business people that uh, – we'll uh you know take a lo- take a look at the numbers and see if they make sense as well.
1: are, are they approaching this though without any predetermined conclusions? I, I think you can look at this list and say, well okay, there there's some people that have been involved in the Olympics, uh that, that may seem as though they're they're pro Olympics, but this committee hasn't made up his mind, its mind ahead of time. Have they? Did you get any sense of that?
2: No, uh that question uh, went to Rick Hansen, and uh, he said the the worst thing we can do is color the info. But you know you're, you're you've got to go and you got to start with a blank slate and start you know making the business case for holding the events. Uh, part of the reason you know a lot of the reason that there's been a rah rah to take a look at this is because the IOC has changed with the so-called uh, what is it 2020 uh, strategy of theirs where. You know, in the past they would have required, uh, Doug Mitchell said back in June that in the past they would have required a speed skating oval that sat 10,000 people. Well, the City of Calgary, if that was the case, was not going to get involved in this. But now with this 2020, you don't need that. You can reuse the existing facilities and also um, uh, you know, make some renovations to it and use that facility that you've got.
1: Well, the point about facilities, I guess, and, and that's a big one overshadowing this, is we don't know what we're going to have 10 years from now. If we're going to ask the question, well, does Calgary have the facilities we need? Maybe we'll have a new arena slash stadium. Maybe we'll have a different new arena somewhere else. Maybe the Saddle Dome will still exist. Maybe we don't. How are they going to be able to answer that question if none of us can answer that question right now?
2: Well, I think what they're going to do is say, okay, the Olympics have this. Uh, we're going to – we're going, the Olympics have these events. Uh, we're going to need this facility, that facility, do we have that facility? And then they're going to say, well, we have the saddle dome. You can use the saddle dome maybe for figure skating, but do you need another brand-new 18,000-seat rink that you use for hockey? So you use the uh, saddle dome for for either the short track speed skating, do you use it for figure skating, do you use it for something else? That." as well as getting a new arena for the hockey.
1: Okay. So uh, getting back to what you mentioned earlier, there's two dates to keep in mind here. So they are going to present some interim findings early next year. We won't get the final report until summer. Is that right?
2: Yeah, the final report, which would have a yes or no go forward with it, would be by July. And that would be then, you know, that report would go to city council and they would have to sit down and decide whether to go forward as a council should the city go ahead with one of these bids, because this report will come back and say, okay, uh, to make the bid will cost you X uh, to do this and security, and obviously you're looking at, uh, what, $2017 by next year. Uh, You don't know what it would cost you in 2026, but you make an educated guess, and they'll get numbers like that.
1: All right, it's going to be interesting. I guess we'll see what they deliver to us uh, come January, and I should keep in mind as well, it's an election year next year, so uh, this could uh, insert itself nicely as as an election issue, couldn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got the heat of an election really doesn't start until the July and August of uh, the couple of months before in October of 2017, so the timing is uh, perfect for that, isn't it?
1: Indeed it is. I really appreciate the update here. Thanks for this. You're welcome. All right, that's News Talk 770 reporter Aurelio Perry was at the announcement today at City Hall. The members of this committee, uh, the work they're going to do over the next, uh, well, what, about 10 months or so. Interim reports in January, final reports in July. And so they will look at whether there's a case to be made for an Olympic bed and what would be entailed if we were to go for it. They'll reach their own conclusion, I suppose. That's, you know, as Aurelio said, they'll sort of basically say yes or no come July, but then it'll be up to city council. So you may well have a situation where this committee says, look, it's going to cost X amount of dollars. We think we should go for it. City council might look and say, well, wait a sec, that's a lot of money. We don't think we should go for it. Uh, Even when city council decides maybe we want to do this, whether it actually is going to happen, there would also have to be support from the Alberta government, from the federal government as well. I don't think a city can do this uh, on its own. So this is this worth doing? I mean, we're not getting the $5 million back that we're spending to investigate an Olympic bid, But if we're going to do it, obviously we're talking about money on a much, much bigger scale. your calls, your text here. When we come back, a quick break here. Uh, Your thoughts on whether we should be chasing the Winter Olympics in 2026. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770, 974-8255. That's 403-974-TALK, which, again, remember, is the number to call. Also, as of today, the number to text. And we're getting a lot of text. Uh, on this Now, a few of these techs are wondering about these, this $5 million that we're spending to explore a bid. Again, the, the members of this board are not being paid. They're all volunteers. And maybe it's possible they'll come back at the end of this and say, oh, well, look, we didn't spend all the $5 million. This is to give them a budget of $5 million to do whatever it is they think they need to do to answer these questions. Now, that may mean sending people. Somewhere, I don't know, or booking meeting space or, well, who knows what. So I think we'll need a full accounting of that at the end of all of this. So well, wait a second, why then did this cost $5 million? So it's, it's, a, it's a valid question. But I think maybe for now the answer is, well, it hasn't cost us anything yet. And maybe it won't cost us that much. Let's hope not. Uh, the point about Calgary Next, and a few texts uh, making that observation, that is this a backdoor way to Calgary Next? Is this another way of getting the province or the feds to contribute to make Calgary Next happen? And you know what? It's, it may well be. I don't think you can separate the two. And we're talking about the kind of facility we have, at least an arena. That becomes a crucial question. It's, it's center to the bid. And yeah, I don't think we could go in and say, well, the Saddledome's good enough. I think it's pretty clear that the IOC is not going to take just whatever a city offers and say, well, we got some old facilities kicking around, so uh, send us your Olympics. Right? They've got expectations. And certainly the, the scale of the Olympics has changed a lot since 1988. So they're going to have a lot to say about what a city needs to have. And no, the Saddle Dome's not going to cut it. Now, let's go to the phones here, nine seven four eight two five five. Is that Pierre?
3: Yes, correct. Good afternoon. Right. Uh, yes, sir. I'm a tour guide in banks, and we do receive people from all over the world. And they do have guide with them, translator. And time after time, one name came up and just really shocked me. Eddie the That name came up time after time. So, uh, to me, makes a huge impact on the world, from, from around the world. So, uh, I think it's huge. I think it's positive, And we should have it again. Thank you very
1: much. Okay, Pierre, appreciate the phone call. And I think people get that sense, right? I mean, Eddie, the Eagle people have heard of, the Jamaican bobsled team people have heard of. Does that translate into actual tourism? And the evidence is not encouraging at all. In fact, some of the studies on BC found that uh, it really didn't offer much of a tourism boost as well. That tourism levels immediately, well, during the year of the Games and after the Games were no better than, you know, 2007, 2008, years prior to the Games. So there doesn't seem to be any kind of lasting tourism impact for Olympic host cities. So I guess that's a nice anecdote about somebody mentioning something from the Winter Olympics. It was coming to Banff. Uh, I think Banff sells itself. I think Banff is an attraction, regardless of whether Calgary's hosting the Winter Olympics. We really do believe that people are still coming to Banff in 2016 because of something that occurred in 1988? I find that hard to believe. And again, even if you can find some marginal benefits, what are you paying to get the games? And what's the economic impact of this other stuff that's going to follow? All right, so nine seven four eight two five five. This text here says in a year we'll hear about the lavish hotels and meals and trips we spent that $5 million on. And that I think this is a roundabout way to get the city their controversial super center building. Well, look, it may well be. And I'm sure there are those who would probably openly advocate for that. Say, yes, we should have Calgary next. Yes, we should have the Olympics. And yes, other levels of government should contribute. We can have that debate. I'm comfortable having that debate. I don't buy that argument. But I don't think this is necessarily a roundabout way and that it's going to be all secret and sneaky. Like they're going to be those who are going to quite openly say, yes, let's build Calgary today. Yes, let's go for the Olympics. And yes, let's spend money on both. But it's a lot of money. This text here says, want to bet no one on this exploratory committee represents the perspective of those who will be inconvenienced through lost revenue and time due to traffic and detours. Also, the average taxpayer that will not have time to attend events will not be represented. Well, hopefully there will be an opportunity for people to have a say about what it might mean for them. And I would think, I would hope that taxpayers do have a say. And look, I tell you what, if you don't think taxpayers are getting a say in all of this, as we said, I I think this is going to set itself, itself up nicely to be an election issue next year. If you think city council is rushing blindly into this, if you think city council is being reckless with your tax dollars in chasing the Olympics, well, you have an opportunity next year to put some different people in there and to ask those candidates where they stand on this issue. Uh, the timing's perfect in that sense. Now, let's go back to the phones here. More time for your calls. Dale is on the line. How there, Dale?
0: Hey, Rob. How are you doing? doing uh, great. great topic. I'm just kind of curious, are we so arrogant to think that there was no corruption in 88? And I mean, are we so silly to think that there won't be in this one or this time around? I say boycott them until they sort it out. Boycott. Boycott. Every nation should boycott having the Olympics until we can guarantee that it's not a, a an event of corruption. I mean, every time we have these events, every time the Olympics come to town, you know, you find out years later that, oh, my God, it's this or it's that or everybody at the top is taking, like, I don't know, going from the Montreal to B.C. to Calgary. I, I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, Dale, yeah, that, that would be difficult because, look, there are countries that are more than happy to throw all kinds of money at, at the Olympics. Uh, look okay. at China. Look at what China spent in 2008. China's we'll doing do it there. all over again in 2022.
0: I understand that, but we just don't have it. And I don't think it's up to the Canadian taxpayers or let alone the Calgary taxpayers to try to sort it out again. There just isn't any money there. Well, I mean, uh, to have, a, uh, let's say, 15 or 20 percent of it go into corruption and go into corrupt politicians or, or um, the IOC leaders just into their pockets, I, I, I would kind of leave a bad taste to my mouth even after Calgary Next.
1: Mm-hmm. Dale, appreciate the phone call. Um, look, any kind of organized international boycott of the IOC doesn't seem realistic. Now, we can decide as a city whether we want to play ball with the IOC and dance to their tune because that's really how it goes. I I don't know where we got this idea that we've got some kind of leverage over the IOC and we're going to tell them what's what. Doesn't seem to work that way as far as I can tell. Uh, Paul is on the line next. Paul, go ahead.
3: Yes, good afternoon. You know, I think, uh, I think, you know the present conditions, the present economic conditions, the way they are here, it would be uh, would be a pretty good jolt in the arm uh, locally. Uh, you know, for infrastructure and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, uh, looking down the road, if we could, uh, you know, uh, entertain the Olympics. Uh, I well, think this is the 2026
1: gonna... Winter Olympics. Yeah, Keep in mind.
3: Well, I mean, I don't see the barrel of oil changing anytime soon. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't see the economy of Alberta changing anytime soon uh especially till we get rid of uh, NDP that we have in there now it won't change at all. So I think one of the way, the ways that we can accomplish uh, the, the the fact of putting people to, back to work is uh get construction ramped up and, and build start building some things So
1: what As would we well, be building?
3: Well, I mean you're gonna build you're gonna build facilities. I think uh, the other thing you got to think about too is the flames are looking for a new home.
1: Well, we could build that anyway if that's what we want to do. I'm not convinced we need to do that. But, I mean, the point is that we're not going to build a single thing until the IOC decides who's getting the games. So we've got a problem here right now. That's the argument. And none of this is going to happen for years. So if you think that the government needs to spend billions of dollars building things to get people working— well, we could do that right now. I'm sure we could find things to build if we really wanted to. I don't see the point of waiting around for several years and hoping that the IOC decides to, to bless us, grace us with their presence.
3: Well, I think, you you know, you have to start building things, uh, you know, years in advance of, of any uh, of any games. And, uh, you know, until they're awarded, I mean, nothing, nothing's, uh, you know, everything's on the table, right?
1: Well, OK, but at the same time, look, I mean, the uh, provincial government has talked a lot about uh, all the money they're borrowing to build infrastructure with a great stimulus. That's going to be the federal government did the same thing are They're, they're going to run up big deficits, they said, so they can Talk get the me. economy going. Where—where <laughs> Where is that? I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> well, exactly. So uh, maybe we should figure out where all that money's going first before we start chasing uh, after it with more.
3: Well, I'm just saying you can tie it all together. You can, you, you can tie it in a nice little package. And uh it may or may not uh it may or may not go, but it will certainly be a jolt to the local economy to get people working again.
1: Yeah, okay. Paul, well, appreciate the phone call. Um, well I don't know. Are you gonna have laid off uh oil company executives building uh the speed skating track? I'm I'm not sure how that's gonna work necessarily, but um stuff would have to be built, I suppose. There's there's that. Uh Trent has called in next. Trent, go
3: ahead for taking the call just a couple of points I mean yeah timing is bad with the situation the way it is Um, it seems odd to me it's going to cost five
0: million dollars of our money to find out whether it's feasible just seems a bit high Um, and thirdly and maybe this is maybe I'm way off here but you know we did host
2: Winter Olympics once before now that was a long time ago I'm thinking they probably don't have to
3: rebuild everything some of that infrastructure still has to be usable and in place so you know just a couple of thoughts
1: well, okay. Trent, that's interesting. I appreciate the phone call because I guess we can not have it both ways. We can't say that we're going to have to build all this new stuff and it's going to create jobs and it's going to be great. Oh, and by the way, we don't have to build anything new because it turns out we've got most of this already and we can do it on the cheap and that's going to be great. I mean, it can't be both. Uh, let's get John in here. John, go ahead.
0: Hello. Yes, sir. I think these things have always shown to be a big loss of money uh, either way you go. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's not much outside. And like the other caller said, putting tax dollars in to pay for this, is a Keynesian thing, and it really never ends up working. So I think, and, and also, like you said, dance the IOC's tune. It's exactly what you end up doing. And I think you're best off uh, not dancing at all. It's like, uh, let them go find somewhere else that's willing to waste taxpayers' dollars on these things. That's yeah. my two cents.
3: Well
1: said, John. appreciate the phone call. You know, just go look up the reasons why Oslo decided they wanted out of the 2022 bid process because they were pretty far deep into it and they probably wouldn't have been a shoein' in because South Korea has the 2018 Winter Games I'm sure the IOC would have loved to go to Europe next and Oslo then decided this just isn't worth it, not worth it at all and they pulled out nobody else wanted it it was a choice between China and Kazakhstan that was it so we should think about that Eileen is up next, hi there Eileen
4: Hi, I'm totally against this i i think that uh, we just don't have the money right now at all with the economic decisions it's fine to say well you know we're going to get all this money from all levels of government to build things, but it comes out of our wallet. And I mean, this is nothing more than ego and legacy building for our mayor, who is down there schmoozing with the IOC (laughs) during the recent Summer Olympics. Yes, he was. And uh, and, I mean, uh, take a look at uh, what legacy was given uh, to Mr. King in terms of the Olympic saddle tome. I mean, didn't they get this almost scot-free? from the people of, uh, of Calgary. Uh, certainly they're millionaires. Let them build their own field house and their own rink. They can afford it. We can't.
1: Well, money's got to come from somewhere, Eileen. You're right about that. And I think it ultimately is up to the people, right? Is this what we want our politicians to do? There's support out there. There's support for Calgary Next. There's support for an Olympic bet, Right. I'm not going to sit here and say the city's overwhelmingly opposed to, to either or both of these projects. Someone texted earlier said, well, let's put this to a vote next year since we're going to the ballot anyway. That'd be a way to go. All right, we're going to pause for the 1.30 news. So we can talk more about this. I also want to look in on some interesting ongoings today at the uh, Alberta Legislature. You're listening to Afternoons on News Talk 770.
0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.